Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to get a 10% discount on your legal fees. Dan, Michael and Moscow here for this one. Inspired to do this show because a former England manager, Sam Allardyce in this case, came into Leeds to face Manchester City in his first game. So we're going back to August 2002 to look at the last time this, it's like Halley's Comet, isn't it? Happens every now and again. Uh, the last time this one happened. So this is the square ball guide to Terry Venables Leeds beating Manchester City. First game of the post-David O'Leary era, this one. That's where Leeds were. It wasn't going too badly, was it? I know we'd had a we'd had a not particularly brilliant summer because we'd failed to qualify for the Champions League. What and... could possibly go wrong now? I know, yeah, we had to sell Rio Ferdinand. He'd had gone off to the World Cup and been brilliant, hadn't he? Which was, you know, fine. Well done him, got his move. He was only ever cover at Leeds, remember? True. Peter Ridsdale came out with that after we'd sold him, said that we only bought him because Jonathan Woodgate was uh, had, was on trial. And uh, and yes, so selling a player who was only signed as cover, not a big deal. Mm. There were whispers of things not being maybe great behind the scenes at Leeds, although we were assured that Ferdinand would keep things ticking over. Well, I mean, problem one was that Terry Venables had come in to build a team around him, so it was kind of... <laughs> And then oh, that. Ridsdale said, no, he was only covering, we're selling him. That old chestnut. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's Bowyer potentially going to Liverpool for nine million quid. That didn't happen. You've got Keane to Sunderland. There was also talk of Kelly Martin to call up going possibly at this time as well. I mean, Bowyer was at Liverpool, wasn't he? But he there was concerns about his attitude and wage demands, which meant he didn't get signed. Yeah, uh, they didn't think he was into it. <laughs> I think that's... I think Julier has told the story since that he's never really seen a player in a medical who's just been kind of like, like who doesn't seem really sh- like visibly unsure about what he's doing. And it was all like, you, do you actually want to sign for Liverpool? <laughs> Dan how, mate, from East End. As for, as for Terry Venables, speaking of which, impossible London glamour. He came in as our manager post O'Leary. We tried to get Martin O'Neill again. I feel like Ridsdale was just always trying to get Martin O'Neill, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, even this, because Martin O'Neill had one year to go at Celtic and he was refusing. He's an honourable person. He was like, I don't want to break my contract. So we got Terry Venables on a two-year contract, but with a one-year break. So it was still, even then, Ridsdale's like, oh, maybe I can go and get Martin O'Neill. <laughs> but um, I can make her love me. I think the job was, by the time Martin O'Neill was available, the job was probably not quite as... It's Peter Reid's. Not quite as appealing either, by the time he was, he was available, was it? But, um, I mean, with Venables... I seem to remember thinking this was going to be all right. Mm, there was that part of me of, of thinking that Leeds as a northern club and Venables as a as a you know 
very it was loved by the London press, wasn't he? He, he sort of oozed London. It was a bit oil and watery for me. I'm not. I wasn't ever sure that it was a gonna it was gonna work. But you thought, okay, we'll give it a go because he's quite glamorous and exciting, and and may, maybe this maybe it can work. I don't know. I feel like my experience of him as well was purely Euro '96 because I got into fo- into football, you know, '93, '94. I don't remember him at Spurs. I don't remember Barcelona. I don't remember Barcelona or QPR or Palace mm. or all these other things he'd done. And I know he left Spurs in not brilliant circumstances, didn't he? Because of business dealings. Yeah. That was 1991, though. So a good, a good five years before Euro '96. So that, but so, but I just remember thinking, oh, I really loved Euro '96. So this is going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was about as far as my thinking went. You s- simple-minded child. There was an element <laughs> of of that, though, with um, but adding to it, Venable's actual credentials as a coach and I think a lot of players from the time have since said he was the best coach that they had during that period that like after David O'Leary who had been I mean he, he, at one point like in the end of David O'Leary's era he said he was going to stop playing golf all the time and come back and take over training again because he was leaving too much of it to Brian Kidd um, was an element of like how it had got to with um, O'Leary he was sort of seems to be riding his own riding the fumes of his own success along along uh, a lot of it but then a lot of players say when Venables came in was like best tactically best coach best manager that they had and so it, there is still a bit of a question as to how things might have turned out if it hadn't all started being Ridsdaled long before he'd even got there just to close the thought on Terry Venables, he'd been at Middlesbrough, hadn't he? Co-manager at Middlesbrough. Got them to 14th, left in June 2001 because he wanted to be closer to his business interests. I think that's maybe what coloured my view of him. Mm. Thinking that he was he was magnetically drawn to London and you imagine him having clubs and restaurants and things like that, maybe property or whatever. It's one of the reasons he had to get away from Spurs. It was all very complicated because he wasn't only the manager, he was also the chief executive. There was always these kind of things going on. He was in the business with Alan Sugar and it was there's always those little bits and being on telly and being involved in business and running a nightclub and being a singer lots of extracurricular <laughs> a really activities. bad singer um, you take that back <laughs> him Glenn Hoddle Chris Waddle you couldn't do uh, for a better nightclub lineup. He was like he was more of a crooner wasn't he though Venables as, as I think Big Ron what had a bit you, of a go at that what do you expect him like fronting Nirvana <laughs> no, an... well, we will, we'll get to the um, the extracurricular activities in just a moment or two actually um, we've got more on that but uh, Man City first. Where were they at this point? Because this was Man City version 1.0, not like the the thing we see today. Yes, he was. He was Kevin Keegan in charge. So another former England manager. Battle of the England managers, and he just got them up from what was wasn't called the Championship then. Was it just called Division One? Yeah, first Division One. And then this was weird, isn't it? Was this Kappa Kits as well? I'm fairly sure it was like the mm. first iteration of Kappa Kits before we got them uh, around our promotion time. They had had Kappa down in League One, so they were. I don't know if, if this is City version one because they'd had their little League One or Division Two as it was then sojourn. They dropped to the third tier, got Kappa kits on the way down, some beautiful ones, and then come back into the Premier League and signed Nicholas and Elka because what else are you going to do? Yeah. They already had Sean Gota as well. He's got like 30 pop- odd goals the season before. Who pops up like toast from a toaster. <laughs> yeah. That was their song. But- and was accused wrongly of being um, a suspicious man on, on a local Facebook page because it turns out he now lives around Wakefield somewhere and someone was saying there's a man there was a man in the park talking to my kid saying he's a scout for Man City and he gave him a trial and someone was like yeah that, that's Sean Gota that, that he probably was just like chatting to your kid about football and they were like good good old Facebook they had also brought <laughs> well, in 
Continue so, doing it then, Sean. Sylvan Distan <laughs> and Peter Schmeichel was there as well, but he didn't play in this game. Um, but they'd walked the, the second tier, whatever it was called back then, season before. 99 problems. The Ensley. But points ain't won. It was 99 points. Yes, um, 10 points clear. Um, this is the Keegan's first return to Ellen Road since he's... Uh, I would love it if we beat them speech as well. Yeah, I think it was anyway. I put yeah. it on the prep sheet because I was trying to work out. He would have never played... Ellen Road full of muddy played, managed. You know what I mean? But... Um, yeah, he'd had uh, he'd had a good he had a good break since then. He'd done he'd done Fulham, he'd done England. It all um, kind of fallen apart from England, hasn't it? Crying but... in the toilets at Wembley. Mm. And to the teams, then Rob Robinson starts ahead of uh, Nigel Martin. Paul Robinson. Is this where it all starts to go wrong? Yeah. Well, we spoke to Nigel Martin, didn't we, on the the Expo episode one hundred and seven? What had happened is he'd gone off to the World Cup, and Nigel Martin had said, actually, when you don't play, you do a lot more work than the players who do play, who get a lot more rest built into it. Obviously, there's the weather to factor into it. He'd wanted some time off after the World Cup, you know, family man and all that kind of thing. But then straight after he got back a few days that a few days later, the club was setting off for a tour of Australia. So Martin has voiced his concerns to Eddie Gray, who's passed them on to the manager. He's then called into the office at Thorpe Arch to take a call from Terry Venables. Nigel, it's Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? What's this? You don't want to come on the trip? I went, you've been an England manager. You know what it's like. I'm absolutely knackered. I need some time at home. If you want the best out of me next season, you don't need me to go on this trip. But he said, well, I need all my senior players on the trip and I, I can't have a senior player, me taking over, I can't have a senior player undermining me like that. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not trying to undermine you. I'm trying to make myself the best I can be for you and the club for next season. So he said, right, well, if you don't come, then you'll never play for the club again. So I said, I actually said, well, at this moment, I don't care. I really don't care. I need time off. So he said, right, fine, put the phone down. So I was like, well, that's that. Um, walk out, see his secretary on the way. And I just said, well, where is he? You know, he's been the manager for a few days now and he's not, um, you know, he's not here. And she just turned to me and said, oh, he's away filming. Wish you were here. <laughs> there you go. Extracurricular activities, gentlemen. One rule for me, one rule for you. Well, um, when Judith Chalmers calls, you, you answer. True. Yeah, he was pre-contracted to finish his uh, holiday programme filming. So he he was late onto the uh, pre-season tour himself, which feels um, mondo hypocritical mm. um, and did ultimately, I mean, when you we do flash, fast forward to, it was a goalless draw with Everton that contributed to our demise with Nigel Martin having an absolute worldie against us and helping send us down when he should really have been in our goal. Hmm. Back four in front of him of Mills, Radabay, Matteo and Hart because Woodgate was unsurprisingly injured at this yes, point. You can also see where it's starting to go wrong. <laughs> Three in midfield, all the Bs, Backer, Bowie, Barnby, uh, and Smith, wide forwards with Viduka down the middle. The Christmas tree formation. Yeah, they were yeah, they were kind of, yeah, the Christmas tree but with license to move wide, weren't they? It was going to be fluid. It was going to be fantastic. Mm. Was it fluid? Was it fantastic? Uh, on the bench, we had Ollie Decor, um, Nigel Martin, Gary Kelly, Robbie Keane came on. And as did Seth Johnson in the uh, in the second half. Man City, Nash, Jihai, uh, replaced by Huckabee. Well. Remember him? Good old Hooks. Uh, Howie Distan, Wright Phillips, Jensen, or is it Jensen? Um, Horlock, uh, Foe, Banabia, Berkovic, and Anelka. So some names in there you'll recognise, definitely. With Tim Flowers on their bench as well, and, uh, and the goat Sean Gota. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, Nick Barmby is one that jumps out for me there. What a debut. Yeah. Great stuff, wasn't it? I know we sold we sold Rio Ferdinand for like, well, depending on which fee you believe, about 30 million quid, wasn't it? Barmby, 2.75 million from Liverpool. England player, new Venables from his time at England and at Spurs. Still a youngish man, still in his 20s. He was seemed like. Shoving David O'Leary's words down his throat. What did you say about him? Well, O'Leary, I think it's worth, since this was the first game of the post O'Leary season, he was buzzing around being an absolute resentful presence. Uh, he's saying that um, Venables was very unlucky to inherit what he has and that he didn't have to uh, worry about coaching the team because he could just pick. O'Leary's ideas were already in the backroom staff, so we could just go and ask them. He said, uh, so one of the other big changes was that Don Matteo was made captain. O'Leary said he was going to do that anyway. And then uh, the final one was, uh, I read the other day that Venables has attracted Nick Barmby, but personally, I don't think that's much of a coup. I mean, he was right in the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for this game, yep. Nick Barmby was great. I mean, it's not, it's not really um, a spoiler to say we won it 3-0. But Nick Barnby, 15 minutes in to his debut in front of the South Stand. It's a good finish as well. Bowie this time. That cross is deflected. Awkward from Nash. And that's it. It's Nick Barnby. The Terry Venables era begins with a goal from his first signing. Inside of 15 minutes. Just the way they both dreamt it. Bowie hits a cross from the right hand side, but it's deflected up in the air. But Barnby seems to get the measure of where it's going sooner than the defender and the mm. goalkeeper. And he's, um, yeah, nips in front of him, puts it in. Nips in front of Carlo Nash with dropping ball and just toes it into the net from a difficult angle. Carlo Nash, of course, the Irish goalkeeper. Yes. They've got too many goalkeepers. Um, if Carlo Nash was decent in himself. And then you've got Tim Flowers on the bench and Casper Schmeichel. I'm sure Tony Colton's probably there as well. <laughs> I, it's completely where's um, <laughs> Nicky Weaver yeah <laughs> don't know but Troutman where's he 
Oh dear. It was a really good finish anyway, this. And I think after all the sort of trepidation of losing O'Leary and the sale of Ferdinand, which can, it all unsettled everybody a little bit, that churn, hadn't it? So to have Barnby come in and within 15 minutes, suddenly it looks like the plan's falling into place. You think, ah, yeah, this makes sense now. I understand. And he's fallen even more into place when he's putting it through, putting it on a plate for Viduka as well. Puts the ball over the top. I will say the defending on this is awful. I mean, Man City are playing a very high line, aren't they? It's a very Keeganish bit of defending. And if you watch the left back, because there's he plays Viduka through, who's on the left, runs through the channel. Viduka sort of of peels off, almost spins, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of goes in on goal. But Alan Smith is right alongside him because who is the left back? Will it be um, will it be Harlock or someone at this point? Oh God! I mean, who cares? Who cares? But he basically just looks... Manchester City's left back from 2000. He basically so. looks at Alan Smith and goes, nah. Don't fancy it. Not, not, not chasing him. But Vidu couldn't pass to him anyway. Just scores. It's a hell of a finish. Enough. There's two... Uh, my mind's going all over the place today. One, I want to uh, phone up the City extra lads and go, go on, Man, Man City's left back <laughs> in 2002. Um, I wasn't even born, mate. <laughs> um, I'll bet you want a playoff. And then this is some finish by Viduka. It's great, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Viduka is onside here. He's first clear of the cover. He has Alan Smith for company. Mark Viduka, 2 0. Clear daylight for Leeds United. I was trying because part of this is uh, not just um, the big Sam Terry Venables parallel, but Robbie Keane. Um, coming back to Leeds as well. And I've kind of been thinking over the last few days of like how you'd... Because Venable said a lot, we've got six strikers, I want to keep all of them. And like the fact we ended up with six strikers was ridiculous. Well, I was trying to think, who would you have got rid of? Because like, Keane... They all offered up... different things, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. But then, and I was kind of thinking like Viduka in the end, probably to get the biggest fee, he would be the one you would sell. But you look at the score and a goal like this, there's no way you could ever sell Mark Viduka. It's, it's stupid how good he was. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Underappreciated at the time. Mm-hmm. It was a great finish. And it's 3-0. Jensen, um, by the way, the left back. Just just to stop people commenting. What's his first name? Is it Klaus? Uh, Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah, it was Klaus. Klaus uh, to Klaus. 3-0 with another laughable defensive line as well. Yeah, this is Robbie Keane off the bench at this point and Smith wins a header and it's a great finish from Keane. Really yeah. nice, really nice little chip over him. He sort of, he, he goes through in the left-hand channel, doesn't he? And the ball just sits up nicely in front of him and he just lifts it over the keeper into the far corner at the cop end. He's been the right-back this time. Who's the right-back? <laughs> that'll have been, uh, will, that, will that have been uh, Jihai? Was he the left-back? I can't remember. I don't I don't remember Man City's team that well from that, from that era. They weren't very good, truth be told. That's automatically uh... taking me to the Pussycat Dolls song, the Jihai song. Anyway. Carry on. Could they do cartwheels like Robbie Keane did for this? Yes. Made almost made the rugby kit we're wearing bearable. BBC enjoyed it though anyway. Mm, Leeds yes. eased past Manchester City to get Terry Venable's Ellen Road career off to an impressive start. Goals from Barnby, who was superb on his debut, Viduka and Robbie Keane ensured that Leeds coasted to victory. And the manner of their win suggested they could mount a serious title challenge this season, baby. Well, it wasn't just that. With that, I mean, we're leaping ahead, but we went to West Brom for the next game, which was live on Sky from memory, or at least live on on digital, probably. 
and we it opened with Bowyer scoring it's one of beauty. his best goals. Like the ball is just rolling around up about twenty yards out, and he just hits it first time in the top corner. It's ridiculous. It's a great fuck off goal. Is this one? He scored yeah. quite a few of those. Did Bowie? In fact, Bowie scored one against. Man City in the cup, I think the season before this, yeah. where he just pulled back to him and he just goes, "Yeah, fuck off, put yeah. it in the top corner, have that, pick uh, it out, pick that one out." I think we won that game four-one. I know West Brom were also another just like recently promoted team. Three-one, it was three-one. But what two wins from two, and it was look, and there was that sense that um, Venables with his Christmas tree was actually going to bring some sense to the squad that O'Leary and uh, Ridsdale had built together. Um, unfortunately, there were all the problems that were. I think a lot of the problems were probably that summer uh, before this when Decor, Keane, Kelly, they were all on the verge of being sold and like mm-hmm. deals agreed and then we sold Ferdinand and then Ridsdale said, oh no, you can all stay and then they were all pissed off. That's why uh, Venables and Decor never really got along was because Decor was like, Great, I'm moving to Italy. And then he was like, no, you're not. You're going to be sitting on the bench at Leeds. And that was the thing. There was all this churn. Churn was the word I used before. It was all just sort of moving in the background wasn't it there was never a feeling of this being settled things were things were always just yeah. a little bit uncomfortable you had um, this is around the time uh, Ridsdale told the supports club that David Batty would never play again because of an injury and then Batty and his agent Hayden Evans at the time were then in the papers saying like well this is news to us so are you going to pay out on his insurance then or are we going to sue you and that's also why Venables was like oh fuck this I'm just going to sign Paul Ocon <laughs> the call's in a mood Batty's suing the club. Paul, come sort this out, and he was terrible. But it was it was a good day, wasn't it? And I think this was good to, to address the question of how did we feel off the back of this? Had we kind of bought into it? I can sort of best describe it in my voice going up an octave, going, "It might be all right." This, you know, kind of feeling like a bit of wishful thinking baked into it. As much as we enjoyed the day, we were never quite sure where it was all going. And there was that thing as well of we needed to be in Europe, probably, didn't we, to keep the good players we still had. So. Okay, if Venables can t- keep it, gets in maybe the UEFA Cup, maybe not mm. Champions League. Well, we were in it, away, weren't we, as well? Yeah, we were. We were still so. in it this season, and it was like, well, if we can, if we can get fair enough, Ferdinand's gone, but we've got a, we've got the depth. Woodgate's coming back, who's who's better than him when he's fit, which he never is, but um, then he'll be sold soon anyway. But you know, at the time, it, you could make you could rationalise it in your own mind. I think to think, no, this isn't this isn't falling apart actually, uh, and of course it didn't. <laughs> and then, well, you go through as well, Viduka, Keane, Smith. Kewell, Bridges, Robbie Fowler. Was Fowler injured at the start of the season? He's not even on the bench for this. Mm, yeah, so absolute. Nobody needed six. I know we, Venables wanted to keep them all. Nobody needed six no. Six strikers. Well, we, we well, this, this, is, this is all in the postscript as well. Look, yeah. look at the postscript, Moscow. It's like all the players that did leave that season because we went to West Brom the week after this and won 3-1. So we're all thinking, right, yeah, another game to add to the data set. This is on. Mm. It's not on, is it? No, I mean, there were there were... In the next batch of 15 games, there were three wins. Some mm. good ones. Newcastle away, scum at home. Nice ones, but yeah, three wins out of 15 and getting in the, into Europe, is it? And then, yeah, Keane does leave the club. So does Boyer, Woodgate, Decor goes to Roma. Boyer leaving for like 100 grand in January yeah, as well. After really, we sniffed yeah. the nine mil. Really summed up the complete mismanagement of the whole thing. And then Fowler does go to Man City in January so that's the, that's the back of him. But then that was the whole thing with Venables in the press conference because he'd been told that if Fowler went to Manchester City, then Woodgate wouldn't be sold. And then they both went. And it was, But then also we were still, we weren't getting any money for Robbie Fowler. We were just like, we were still paying most of his wages. Have we done, have we done a, an extra awful. ball on that press conference as well? 
Um, I think we might. Yeah, we did quite a long time ago. Yeah, seek that one out. It is there. Yeah, they finished ninth did Man City this season. Their final season at Main Road before they moved to the the Commonwealth Stadium in Manchester. Whatever happened to them after that? Uh, Nothing. I think that was it. The last we ever heard of those guys. Things did pick up briefly. Venables was then sacked in March, though, after winning one in eight. Uh, Peter Reid comes in until the end of the season, keeps us up. They give him the job, etc., etc. Nigel Martin, for what it's worth, got splinters in his arse all season. He did. And the next. Yeah. And we were almost relegated. The the 3-2 at Arsenal was what saved us. For, yeah. for a year anyway. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That does wrap it up then. Yeah, we're the... supposed to be cheerful. We've ended it on a real down low, but... Uh... Terry Venables, Robbie Keane, uh, great days in the sunshine. <laughs> and it was it was a nice a nice day to start the season when you're never more optimistic than at that point. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 